everybody. This is Barbara with Can A Girl Speaks Podcast. And I am very glad to be back because I, I I actually missed on last week. So I just had everybody re-listen to a lot of the my past episodes. And so um, I have actually have a new, a new episode recording on tonight. And so I have a very special person in my VIP room. Oh, the VIP <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, that's what yeah. I call it. I, 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 I started calling it that with a couple of episodes ago. So I was like, hey, I'm going to have, I'm going to call it something special. And so I have a special guest in my VIP room and I'm going to have her introduce herself and she can tell us, tell us a little bit about herself. And then after she does that, we'll just go into the conversation. So without okay. further ado. Hi, my name is Julie Mitchell. I am a small business owner in Corsicana. I own a performing arts studio called Outside the Lines Creative Studios. Um, outside the Lines named for improv because we work outside the lines and also outside the box thinking. So there we um, teach dance, we teach improv classes, we have open mic nights. We have wine and improv nights where we encourage people to try new, adults to try new things. Obviously we don't have children drinking wine. <laughs> Uh, and then we also have in the same building, we have a beautiful building downtown. So we rent the space and it's called the scene on beaten and we rent it out as Barbara knows <laughs> for yes. uh, parties. We had a paint party there once for Barbara. That was really fun. And, um, we do improv workshops there. Um, we host businesses and teachers and students to do workshops there. And we have bridal showers and baby showers, etc. And then I also am artistic director of a theater nearby that's a pretty recent job that's fun um i write for the local paper once a, no twice a month i had to go to twice a month i was every other i was every yeah. week and it just i just ran out of time yeah it's too much um i have two children one a little boy in kindergarten a little girl in second grade and uh i grew up in Corsicana, but lived in california for a long time yeah and then back have just been back the last couple of years. So um, I started, I guess, following Julie on social media because she, when she was in California, she was doing these. Um, I don't know what you call them. You were shorts, doing, you, like comedic shorts. Yeah, she was yeah. doing, and I would, I would tune in to them. I would click on them, and they'd be funny. And I was like, oh my goodness! And then you know, just realizing you was from you know Corsicana and all that. And so I, what was it called? Pa no, not pain. Purple pants Purple media. Pants. Yeah, we had a lot of media. videos. And so I would click on series. those, um, yeah. those little videos, and I was just like, oh my goodness, she is so talented, you know. And oh, I was like, thank you. Um, and I remember, I think when you were younger, you used to do um, down at the warehouse. You would I do, did. I do grew up camps. doing shows at the warehouse, and you would do that. Oh yes, and then I've been you teaching summer camps mm -hmm. there for yeah. almost twenty years. Yeah. yeah. So you know, just kind of just just remember just following you and that I was just like man she is so talented Barbara so, was stalking me for a while <laughs> I no I just I was just like I'm a I feel like I'm an artsy person yeah and so I was like man you know so she she just so talented and so then when then when she had kind of like announced that they were moving back to course Canada, I, mean, I was just so excited you know I was like yeah she's moving back and all that and so I have loved being here with you yeah I have to say the thing about you that I just really admire is uh you showed up by yourself to our wine and improv nights and you just did it yeah you know a lot of people have to have a buddy or you know somebody that brings them some comfort and 
and you just came in and you and you and you got up on stage you were fearless or maybe fearless isn't the right word maybe you had some apprehension but you (laughs) did it anyway And uh, man, I just admire yeah. that. And I so, love because I had never done improv, things. and so um, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna step out there and just do it, you know. And so when when um, I did it, I was like, oh, this is so neat, you know. And so I was like, I'm gonna like, you know, like Julian Marcus being in Course Canon because it just seems to me that when you guys you came here, it's like you you open up like a light. You know, I don't know. It's just something oh, like what a nice thing to you know, say. Everybody was just like, "Oh my God, something di- different improv." Uh-huh. You know, because I'm they wasn't doing that in Corsicana. I mean, not until like the Mitchells showed up. Yeah, you know, and so I was like, "This is gonna be something positive for our community." You oh, know, thank I just, you so you know, much. I feel like we just came at the right time when we were thinking about it. We thought about coming back to Dallas or to Austin, but we went and visited downtown, and you know, with the. Um, artist lofts there mm-hmm. and Kyle Holbrook and what he's doing at 100 West and um, of course the warehouse and the Opry was bringing in people and the palace. the palace you know when I was growing up the palace you could walk by it and still see the like yeah. popcorn from the 1960s mm-hmm. sitting in the um, I love what they've done with that and I, I, Marcus and I both felt like it was just an exciting time. Exciting things were happening mm-hmm. um, already. And when we were able to get a building downtown, oh yeah, man, did we luck out. And we had people go like, you're never going to get, <laughs> you're never going to find what you need in your price range downtown. And that building came up. And yeah. We're like, I and think then that's just it. the work that you have done to the building. Because even like when I, when I rented it, you know, for my event, I was like, Oh, this building is beautiful. You know, I just see the, I can see the potential. Yes. You know, and so that's why I was like, they're visionaries, you know. Yeah. And so that's what I, you know, I really admired about you and Marcus because I was like, they're going to really add something really, really good to our community, you know, for our young people. And so um, I guess I want to have a discussion about, you know, as far as how, you know, the arts it, to me is for everybody. Yes. You know, and I've gone to different musicals, different shows, and all that. And um, I just want to know how, how as a community leader, community person, mm-hmm. I can, you know, you can help me, you know, and what can we do to motivate, you know, our community, you know, to be more into, you know, participating in the arts. Because, the you arts. know, I tell people, you know, they, we do art stuff at our, you know, local churches, you know, mm-hmm. during Christmas pray, you know, mm-hmm. uh, programs and all that. But, you know, I want them, I want to be able to motivate and get them to be encouraged to participate in the arts. You know, it, yes. it's not just a one-sided, you know. That it's the same community. people yeah, same doing people all the, time, the you know? yes, all the you know? time. So how, you know. Wouldn't it be me? exciting, and I think we're so close to this, if we were an, an art destination, Mm-hmm. That people came in to Corsicana to see shows and to see new works of art and to see musical performances. Um, I think we could have that because think about where we're located between yeah, centrally located. Austin, Houston, mm-hmm. Dallas. Um, you know, we have talked a lot. I really want to do a film festival yeah. here. It just will be a lot of work, and I don't yeah. know when we'll have time <laughs> to put it together. But I think that could bring a lot of people in. Um, what I see happening. You know, arts have been cut way down in yeah. schools. So, like, at, at my kids' school, Miss Lopez is amazing. But she teaches dance and art. Yeah. Like, you have to, you know, you don't... And, and you get it each one once a week, yeah. I think, the kids yeah. have it. So, we're really stretching yeah. teachers to yeah. be 
everywhere. But see, that's why then that's why I think that it's important for your community to buy into it yes. as well. And that's why it has to be, you know, a teamwork, you know, in order to expand that you know, that part, you know, like if, uh, if we had sponsorships for sort of artists and residents, um, that could go to each elementary school when I was in fifth grade and it really, I mean, it was an amazing experience. The thing that was disappointing about it, it was, it, it was only accessible to those of us that were in the GT classes. Uh-huh. We didn't call it GT at the time, and I wish we still didn't call it GT yeah, because every kid is yeah. gifted and yeah. talented. They, have, yes. um, they called it REACH back then. I remember that. Right yes, now. okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a very long acronym, but still, I loved <laughs> that at least it wasn't, you know, Yeah. it wasn't saying as though the kids that are not in that program have, you know, no yeah. artistic um, ability. But they brought in these... Um, Artists who helped us turn uh, Sharon Goodman's classroom into a spaceship, <laughs> and we built um, space helmets out of paper mache. And we—I don't remember what we learned. I do not remember <laughs> what the lesson is. I just remembered I loved it. I looked forward to coming to school. I think they were there for a week or something. It was—it was amazing because that's the kid I was, the creative, yeah. like you know. And for a lot of kids. The arts can be the thing, the thing mm-hmm. that brings them to school. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for kids that don't love school, having one class that they look forward to. It, Calico's, the dance team used to be that for me. Yeah. I didn't want to go to school, but I didn't have a choice. I had Calico's <laughs> uh-huh. first period, and I wasn't going to miss that. And so I might as well stay the rest of the day <laughs> since I was there anyway. And, um, you know, we have uh, some we have some really cool art, mm-hmm. artistic things. The Penguin Project mm-hmm. happening it's at the high out. school. Yeah, I'm excited about that. They have a lot of people that have said they want to help with that, which would be really exciting. Um, uh, I think Cran, the art, the I call him the artistic director at the high school. He's yeah. the theater, one of the theater directors, and his new uh, partner out there. Both, I just feel like, have a great. They're very forward thinking. Yeah, a lot of us get in the rut of. Okay, UIL one act play. Yeah. Okay, we got to do our fall musical, and then that's it. They're taking kids to New York. Yeah. They take them to see other shows. They participate um, because you know, of desire, because it, we need to make sure our kids need to see other things besides what they're they're in their comfort zone. You know, yes. and so you know, I, you know, kind of like you mentioned New York. You know, I got a chance to go to New York. You know, our, some, sometimes our kids never leave the limits, the city limits of Corsicana. Right. You know, and so to take them to the Metroplex, even just to go to the Dallas Music Hall or something, you know, or even just to go, you know, somewhere like a a small local theater, you know, I think to me that will expose them to, you know, something different. Something different and also what you're aspiring to, what Mm -hmm. it it could be. that's why I just have to mention the very Council of the Arts does yeah. so many cool mm-hmm. things, bringing yeah. programs in for kids that won't ever get the chance yeah. to, you know, see them otherwise. But I, but I saw once this guy being interviewed, and I thought it was such a great way to put it. He's saying at first, anytime you're trying a new artistic endeavor, your taste is never going to match your talent yeah. level, and you just have to accept that because otherwise, you will never begin. No, you're not going to make a Scorsese film the first time yeah. you set out to do it. Yeah. 
Um, but you learn by doing. And if you don't take that first step of, of learning, you'll never realize what your potential is. And I like the fact that now and then just kind of kind of if you look on social media, YouTube and all that, you have more more people now are just taking the plunge and creating yes. their own commercials or their own movies. And it could be a low budget, you know, but mm-hmm. they're doing that, you know, just because they've they've seen it's doable. You know, it, I think it's a really exciting time to particularly for film and yeah. TV. We have wanted to teach a film class for so long, and I, but I just kept putting off. I didn't know how to teach the editing mm. because, you know, we have one computer yeah. and um, we usually edit on Adobe or Final um, Cut and they're bulky and, you know, for us, yeah. for meaning my husband, Marcus Baldwin and I, you know, they take some learning and... So anyway, we've, we've put it off in the summer. We finally, like, Let, let's just try to figure it out. The one problem we had issues with was airdropping. I'm a Mac person, oh. so I could figure it out if the kids had iPads. If they had other kinds of tablets they were filming on, I had a hard time figuring out how to, to view their um, work. But you know, the one thing they did not need any help with from me at all was editing. Oh, really? And it's so funny because that's the one thing that we kept putting off because we thought, how can we teach them how to edit? Oh, you don't have to no, teach you them don't. how to edit. You don't. They inherently know, they understand. Um, not just, you know, how to find the app and edit on it, but they understand how cuts work and dissolves and because it's so ingrained in them. That's their language. That's their. That's just what they, they, they know. Yes. It's just, we're the ones that's like, yes. we're struggling, like, oh my God, you know, how, how do we do this? Where's the, but where's the manual, you know, and, mm-mm. and they just embrace it. I was really impressed. Um, it was a fun class to teach and, um, to go back to your question about like, how can we support the arts more? I would love to see if businesses, um, uh, donated money to support a particular, artist to come into a school to do projects Mm. and it would be so easy to do here especially um with the art with physical art because we have all of these visiting artists all the time and they could go in and teach um workshops you know with the very council of the arts their goal is to reach as many students as possible from from all our different schools in the county Yes, yes which is uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a niche that could be filled where where we're targeting more. So it's not um, you know 300 students, but we can do the whole kindergarten class oh, yeah. or the whole fourth grade. Uh, uh, you know, at a particular school, um, we lose kids. We lose so many kids in middle school. Yeah in high school to other activities. Yeah. Like the beautiful thing about a small town is you get to do a lot of different things. The hard thing is in a big city, you get to pick one thing. So if theater is your thing, you do theater and you don't do sports and you don't, because nobody's going to work with you. (laughs) You know, if you can't come to rehearsal because you have a football game, nobody's going to work with you on that. I read an article um, the other day, how in, even in the Metroplex, how they're going to do like a junior Booker T. You know, they're gonna, yes. yeah, so they're going to start trying to encourage the arts at an Younger. early age for at an early age. In that way, those kids, they could probably, you know, um, figure who they are and yes. hopefully work on that. Like you said, the arts, that yes. that kind of part of their, you know, 
and then hopefully maybe they can recruit them over to go to the bigger the bigger Booker T. You and, know? and for anybody that doesn't know, Booker T is the uh, performing arts mm-hmm. only, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. Yes. It's just performing arts performing academy arts. in yes. downtown Dallas. Yes, it's very popular. Um, I mean, ama- they yeah. do. Yes amazing things there a friend of mine is a dance teacher in an elementary school in the metroplex i can't believe the videos he posts online of what kids are able to do and um before we left la my daughter actually got into a magnet school where they compete uh in partner dancing oh really they have um they the they start training i think in fourth grade and by fifth grade they're competing these kids and I was thinking for Sam Houston, the dual language school, a ballet folklorico, folk, am I saying that right? Folklorico or um, or a, a couples, you know, teaching I, I them saw, social I dancing. I saw online where it was, I want to say it was an elementary school, and they were actually teaching those kids how to like salsa dance or do yes. like, and I was like, oh my, and they were actually like the steps. I mean, they were, they were like. Oh, they're they, good at it. Oh yeah. So I was like. And wouldn't that be amazing? Imagine learning that in elementary school because it's such a lost art. Not yeah. not in the um, Hispanic culture, yeah. but in in our culture in general. We don't do like they mm-hmm. did in the fifties and sixties, where all there are all these social dances. Yeah. And we don't know how to swing dance, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, all we know is like put put your arms on the guy's <laughs> shoulder and sway back and forth. Yeah, two step. I, yeah. I think it would be so cool. Uh, uh, not just artistically, but also for the kids' self-confidence mm-hmm. and interacting yeah. with boys and girls, yeah. like that you learn how to, you know, and that's dance and that's together. how we have to figure out a way to get out of our comfort zone. Yes, you know, and I, like you said, I think we're at a very good time where we can do that because yes. you know our society is evolving, it's changing. I hope you we're know. evolving. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Some of us are scared, Friday, right? Believe you me, Friday, and I don't know if you've seen it. You know they they have they their first boy calico. I that makes yes. me so yes. happy. And so that told that made me think, Corsicana is evolving. Because there it's, are, it, I have been told by parents there are dance studios in town that have told parents we don't have classes for boys. Yeah. And I just want to say to those studios, what are you? What are yeah. you? Don't do that. Yeah. I have a son. Mm-hmm. Don't do, he loves to dance. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. do that to yeah. him. Yeah. And that's where we have to get out of that mindset that this is 2019. Get ready to go into 2020. Yes. And, and, and to be progressive, you have to open up those, you know, you have to just open it up, you know, because it's, it's going to happen. Change is going to happen whether or not you're ready or not. It's just going to happen. Yes. You know, and I think to me that is going to be a plus for, you know, our community to know, hey, it's starting it's starting to turn you know and so and god bless those kids that are willing to be the first yes right yes yes because they're they're gonna they're gonna be the ones that will force change you yes. know you know and so and that's one thing about millennials i feel like they get a lot of crap but <laughs> i don't think they care no, what no. someone else is doing no I think if you're a boy and you want to dance, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, that's wonderful. Yeah. You know, I don't think they care what your sexual orientation mm-hmm. is. I think there's just less judgment yeah. um, from them toward each other yeah. about what, you know, the the choices or the things they love or who they love. And uh, I think that's important. I think that's a good thing that they're doing for us. So when you and Marcus were... Um you know, you guys were in, because you were raised in Course Canada, and then yeah. for you to go to L.A., was it like a culture shock? Because <laughs> I was born in L.A. I mean, I was born in California, and then I came to Course Canada, and I was like, 
oh my goodness I mean, we're are we back in the time? time, you know. So for you, it was living in Quartz Canada and then moving to L.A. Or it's you know, funny. I mean, yes, I would say that it was. Even I, even Aaron was the same. Aaron same way. He you know lived in Quartz Canada, yeah, you know, and, and then, then went moved to it. yeah the big same city. way, big city. Um, I cried a lot when I was first there. I honestly felt like I had found my people. So it wasn't that my parents, which I'm so thankful for, even raising me here in Quartz Canada. They're very socially um, progressive. Mm-hmm. I know progressive is such a bad word now. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and by the way, they're not Democrat, or at least they're not <laughs> both Democrat, or I'm giving away there. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my dad was very, I would say, fiscally conservative and pretty socially mm-hmm. progressive. Uh, and so when I went, and, and my mom was just... You know my mom. Your mom. My mom is wonderful. Her mom was um, our jazz jazzercise um, instructor back when Growing I was up, in the uh, jazzercise back lady. in the eighties. <laughs> yes, and uh, she's a she's a she is an amazing teacher. She yes, taught me a lot is. about teaching and energy, just giving other people energy. But uh, so I felt like I'd found my people in California. Um, I loved that people didn't care. Yeah, that nobody would. However, you dressed and whatever you did. Hey, go for it. Yeah, do your thing. Um, I liked that about it. The traffic made me cry yeah. <laughs> um, a lot. And luckily, I moved out there with friends because it can be lonely. I mean, it's, I think people think, particularly like dating, if you live in a big city, like, oh, you have all these people to choose from. But it's it's overwhelming. <laughs> and how do you meet people? Yeah. How, where do you? That was before, um, uh, this was before, Tinder, yes, yes, um, yes. <laughs> Which, thank goodness, I cannot imagine dating in the world. Of, swipe, swipe, swipe to the left, swipe to the right. Yes, <laughs> and getting pictures you don't want, and yeah, I, yeah, I no, I'm thankful I didn't have to do that. Um, but I learned a lot when I went out there. Just about, I mean, like this is just one example. I would say I want a coke, and they would say, and that, and that would be it. And I'd be like, no, I mean. Like, what kind of Cokes do you have? And they'd be like, we have Coke. Oh, I want a Dr. Pepper. Well, that's not Coke. That's not Coke. Right? And here we just go, Coke. And then they're like, would you rather have Dr. Pepper Sprite or whatever it is? But that's, I think, sort of a tiny example of eye-opening experiences. Because when you live in the same place, all of us are in a bubble. It's not a bad thing. But you don't know what's in the bubble with you. You don't realize that some of those things are strange or antiquated or cool or, um, you know, until you get outside of it and see the way other people do things. And one thing that really surprised me was the um, emphasis on education. Mm. Uh, People really cared about, in in L.A., Mm -hmm. cared about, were very proud of where they went to school and what their education was. And uh, I just didn't feel that pressure here, you know? I mean, I went to college. I was proud to go. I was like, but it it wasn't, I felt much less, it it felt like it wasn't where you went to to college. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yes. Uh, You know, they cared um, about Ivy League schools Mm -hmm. and they, and they could name artists for you if you're looking at famous paintings or, you know, they could talk about classical music or something. And I was like, yeah, I don't know any of that. Um, 
but but I had a warm family, <laughs> and so I understand people. And once I was uh, walking with a good friend in Burbank. This is we'd known each other for ten years by that time, and she had a new baby, and we were walking. And when we got back to her house, she goes, "You and just inspire me." I said, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> she said, "You say hi to everyone," and I was like, "These are your neighbors." <laughs> yes, I said hi to your neighbors. That's what, I mean, why wouldn't you do that, right? But she grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah, and in the South, we say hi to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you you know, for me, going outside my comfort zone, I learned the good and the bad. I learned all the wonderful things that I took with me that I didn't know everybody didn't do. And then I also learned, you know, some of the ideas I had or things I said that, like, oh, that's not actually appropriate (laughs) when you're around other people um i'll give an example lately because it keeps coming up is i still say happy holidays because in la you know half my neighbors were jewish or um hindu or muslim Mm -hmm. or uh and you and in lausd you got off for jewish holidays oh really and the christian holidays but, but it was such an interesting perspective for me because here, you only get off for Christian Jewish, holidays, mm-hmm, right? You're mm-hmm. not observing Jewish yeah. holidays here. And so it made me realize there's room. I mean, I can have room yeah. for your beliefs, too. Yeah. So I know some people get so mad. Oh, yeah. I had somebody. I said, happy holidays. And he said, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, but I had a great experience there. And then I, I just was ready. It was just time. Yeah. And so fast forward and you moved back yeah. to Corsicana. So you was like, one culture <laughs> shock again. Uh, but in a, in a really good way, Corsicana yeah. surprised me in a good way. Like you had, we had moved a little bit further. Yes. Moved. We had moved further. Um, and, uh, you know, you find your people. I don't know. It's almost like magic. Yeah. That I, I think they say we're literally the the most conservative, yeah. right? I mean, we're like the belt buckle of the conservative so belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if that's true, we got a few thousand people, you know, that aren't so conservative. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny how. Um, I collected people, but it also, in the bubble of L.A., I had started to think that I, that, that was right and true. Mm. And, uh, and so getting out of that was also good for me yeah. to go, oh, no, this is... Someone once said to me, there's a lot of fear in L.A. Oh. There's just fear. And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of get that. Here, it's a little bit more relaxed. There's yeah. a little less fear and... Um, being back here really reminded me that people are wonderful. Yeah. People, Republican, Democrat, independent, independent. nothing, yeah. uh, Christian, Jewish. People are great, and, and there's good in everybody. And I, I can have a conversation here with mm-hmm. my Republican friends. If yeah. I couldn't, I wouldn't yeah. have many yeah. people to talk to. <laughs> um, and, and what I love is that the arts really bring people together Mm -hmm. and i can do a show with people and never have any idea what their political Mm -hmm. affiliation is we just get together work on a project work hard everybody has fun 
Uh, we're proud of what we do. It's an uplifting experience, and nobody ever talks about what's happening, you know, yeah. in Washington. Yeah. I think more it could bring more people together if yeah. we just it could bridge that gap. And that's what, and that's why I was like, I, I want to really work on getting, you know, especially my community involved in, you know, our community arts program and stuff like that. So because, like you said, it is a melt, it's, it is a melting pot in being in being in the arts, you know. And I was telling one of my coworkers, I was like, I want to do the Wiz in Corsicana, and he was like, Barbara. I don't think that's going to work in Corsicana. Barbara, I, said, no. I would do that with you. I, said, I would no. totally. And I told him, I was I would like, no. I said. I said, my community, we have we have a lot of arts in us. You know, I said, so if I get together and try to get me some people to be do, do the whiz, I could do the whiz. And he was like, Barb, I don't think that's going to work. And but I was can like, I be honest with you? I don't, I can almost guarantee you that the reason the warehouse does not choose um, uh, shows with primarily African-American cast is because they don't think they can get they worry that they can't get people to come do it. Yeah. And so I think it would take someone just going, I'm doing the whiz. <laughs> and then people will, you know, yeah. uh, join in. Because it does make me sad and I, I don't know what it is. I mean, because I, I mean, I, I went to, you know, this this past time, I went and saw my brother in Porgy and Bess. Yes. And I was just like, oh my. You it know, was I get, amazing. I, get I got into to see that the show too, yeah. There is... You know, there we have that. There's a market out there. I mean, I know it's in the city. I know it's a major place, yeah. and they have a lot of programs in the city. And I was like, it's some, we just have to start somewhere. You know, yes. we have to start somewhere. And I just think if we, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very out the box person. So I always, I, I can try something if it don't work, then I'll try something else. Yes, know? yes. And so I just said, if even if it's just a small troop, you know, small troop of you know, uh, actors or whatever mm-hmm. that are primary African-American, I said, it could be done. It's doable. You know, it's just like you said, it's a lot of work. You have to really... But I, I sincerely mm-hmm. am telling you, yeah. I will do anything I yeah. can yeah. to help you. So those out of my listening audience, be prepared for 2020. You never know my, my, what might happen. So. And we're going to make Aaron join us. <laughs> yes. He can be our uh, musical director. <laughs> Why are you yes. laughing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we always... We always pull Aaron into something, you know, so. What we're trying to hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, w- yes, I wish. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's one thing about adults in general. We, we put our kids, we prioritize it for our kids, mm-hmm. but we don't do it for ourselves. And I have seen over and over, and I swear it's the closest thing to magic other than maybe loving our children. Mm-hmm. Um. To watch someone who has not had a creative outlet for a while suddenly give themselves the space to do that again, it is the whole energy of the room changes. Yeah. Their energy changes. Their face relaxes. Um, I think we, when you don't do it, you forget that it fills your soul and your heart. And we don't prioritize it because there's all this other crap Stuff that we... Going on. Yes, yeah. and it's important. I, I can tell you because I've seen it. It's so important to give yourself the space to um, try new things mm-hmm. and do things you've all you've always dreamed about doing or used to enjoy, um, and, and do things that you know that thing, whatever it is that you just like. I've always thought, but 
stop the butt yeah and just, just go do it. Yeah, try just it do it yeah because when i did improv for the first time i was like i'm just gonna try it and now i love improv and i was like i, I got a chance to bring my classmate uh, Kay to your well, to, uh, to the I really liked improv, her. Yes. and she really really enjoyed it because you know a lot of people don't know what to expect and like I said so to me that stirred up my creative energy yeah I was like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you know try you know just keep trying keep doing and because I did I think it was always back there for yes. me to do something like that or to do you know you know that, that creative part piece was back there within me but I just like suppressed it and so now I'm like you know what I I can I know I can do it, you know, and so But there's something it's such an admirable quality about you and it's so rare. As adults, we just don't want to be outside our comfort zone. Yeah, that's true. We just don't. And I I see so many people, especially when we teach um team building workshops. There are always people that walk in closed off, literally <laughs> arms folded, face tight, jaw clenched, that are just letting me know, I am not open to this. <laughs> I do not want to do this. We have, I, I feel like, now they may have a different story. I think we have won over every single person except one. Really? And it made me so sad for her because she just dug in her heels and while everybody was having fun around her just was like no i'm not i'm just not gonna do it and i was like doggone it why waste your time you know why waste your time Mm -hmm. just let go and we ask our kids every day to do stuff that they have never done before we um you know encourage them you're learning Mm -hmm. you're just learning don't be so hard on yourself Mm -hmm. it's a process but as adults we don't give ourselves that grace of of just learn something new be willing to go do something that you're not great at yet and uh and you get better every time you do it and even if you try it once and it's not your thing pat yourself on the back and be like man that felt good to do something that i tried it yeah, that I've never done before, that I wasn't sure if I could do it. And uh, I, it is my job to make people feel comfortable and offer yeah. them support. We never throw people up on stage and yeah. just, you know, leave them flailing in the wind. And the way we work usually is that I am sort of the instructor and Marcus does the improv yeah. with. He makes you feel so comfortable. People and that's how Marcus works, right? He'll do. I mean, you don't have to say anything, and he'll do the whole scene if you uh, let him. And then we've been doing it so long, we know the games that I take the person who looks the most apprehensive, and I make sure that they do a group game where they're surrounded by other people. The spotlight is not just um, on them. Mm -hmm. And then the other fun thing about improv, well, and any uh, you know theater also. You're not up there for yourself. It's really a giving um, sport. Yeah. It's really about listening and, and setting your partner up to succeed and, and giving to them. And it's not about you thinking about what you're going to say next yeah. and how you're going to get the laugh. Because uh, if you're doing it that way, that it can't succeed. The whole thing implodes on itself, which is what I love about improv. It helps you be present. Mm. It helps you listen someone else and then the very basic core of improv is yes and so that whatever your partner's idea is no matter how crazy and outlandish 
our instinct always is no, yeah. right? Every board meeting, every school board meeting, every meeting you go to at work, somebody has an idea. And our first instinct is, let me think of all the ways that's going to fail and all the reasons that's a bad idea. And through improv, you really learn, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then you learn to add on to that mm-hmm. idea instead of just stopping yeah. everything. When you say no, the energy just can't go anywhere. It just keeps getting pushed back. <laughs> and um, so I think it's good for so many reasons. And the reason we do wine and improv is to help our adults yeah. <clears throat> relax a little yeah. bit with the uh, wine. We've never had anybody get too drunk. Thank goodness. Because I get super embarrassed yeah. when people drink too much anywhere in public. Um, but it just helps people relax a little bit and uh, and have fun. I love doing it. Yeah. So I'm I'm just so elated that you um, accepted the invitation to be on my podcast. I really I really appreciate you. You know, not when, when I text you, I was like, I'm just gonna ask her. I'm, I know they're busy, busy people, but I'm just gonna see what she says. I'm and happy so, to be here. Barbara yeah. even said I could bring the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I told her. I told her. She was like, I was like, no, Aaron doesn't mind. You know, because we had a we had a little a, a daughter one of my guests um, last week, and so she was fine. You know, so anyway, but I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do your shout outs. I always give my guests uh, opportunity to do to shout out to anybody they want out into out in the. Out there in the universe. In the universe. Uh, so. Well, let me. Can I shout out to you first? Yes. <laughs> it's uh, you know getting to know you has been so much fun. I love that you're doing this podcast. I, I have a huge admiration for you for trying new things and for being a leader in our community. And I think a lot of us, you know, we start to feel overwhelmed. Well, I can't make a difference, but I. But you are the perfect example of. You make a bigger difference than you realize, not not just because of everything that you're involved in, but because you set the example for the rest of us. And that is how you really impact a community well, is showing people that it can be done. Stop with the excuses. Yeah. Stop feeling helpless. Go out there and, and make this community a better place. And I, I am very inspired by you well, and by you. your brother, James. I think... <laughs> and. Both of you are also very good at support. Yeah. Um, I have felt very supported in my business and my personal uh, endeavors through you. And uh, Barbara is not afraid to pick up the phone and call. And I or I'll get a text that just says "call me" or she leaves a message <laughs> that says "call me." And half the time when I call her back, it's just a an encouraging. <laughs> I just want you to know that I appreciate what you're doing and you're doing the right thing. And Man, does that mean a lot. And we need more of that in this world. Yeah. And it's uh, inspiring to me. Thank you for being that in this. Thank you. I mean, you have inspired, you and Marcus have inspired me, you know, because like I said, since you guys have been back, I'm like, you know what? I can do more, you know, and I can help motivate my community more because I do. I desire I desire that piece, that arts, that artistic piece to, to come out more in my community because I know it's there. Yes. You know, and so... I'm all about change. You know, that's just me. We can't continue to be the same for the next five or ten years. It just can't happen, you know. And so while I have breath in my body, that's going to be be my drive, my drive, you know, that that motivation for me. So 
anyway. So anybody else you want to give a shout out oh, to? To my kids, to May and Benny, and to Marcus, who uh, has rehearsal tonight. Yeah. He's directing, so he couldn't be here. Is he doing what? What is he doing, Hamlet? It's I Hate oh, Hamlet. I Hate Hamlet. So it's actually a really funny show. Um, John Barrymore was the most famous man to ever portray Hamlet. Oh, wow. And it's about him as a ghost. Oh, okay. Uh, coaching a modern TV actor oh, wow. how to um, <laughs> be Hamlet. So it's a really fun and funny show. Um, and uh, to my mom who's watching the kids, oh. thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, to anybody who's listening, I would just say whatever that thing is, that little thing, Go do it. And you may just find that you really meet your tribe. You meet your people. You feed off each other's energy. Um, stop putting it off. Yeah. Go try it. Set set that as your goal for the new year, that you're yeah. just going to give your, your space. You're, you're going to allow yourself to have space to be creative. All right. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for being on Can A Girl Speaks podcast. And so with that being said, I want to say goodnight to everybody and have a, um, I'm not sure if I'll be recording. I probably won't be recording because next week is Christmas. And so since um, next week is Christmas, I want to say, I want to tell everybody out in my listening audience to have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. Can a Girl Speaks podcast is recorded at Shred Shed Studio. Shred Shed Studio, where you get big city production at small town prices. Recording, mixing, mastering, guitar instruction, production, and songwriting. Find out more at ShredShedStudio.com or email your inquiries to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at ShredShedStudio.com the premier music studio in Corsicana, Texas.